This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Eric Stokeby Fourth Generation, Missouri Meerschaum, and the Scandinavian Tobacco Group. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing tonight? You know, I'm doing great. It's been a full day, man. Really busy here around the old pipe shop. And, uh, man, just enjoying it. Yeah, I got my Davern here smoking some second breakfast uh, oh, that we make here delicious. at the Country Squire. And, uh, yeah, we kind of got a nice uh, nice smoke going in the air. And uh, it looks like you're enjoying some uh, some Four Roses here. Yeah, tell me about this uh, bottle of Four Roses I found at the shop. Yeah, it was really cool, man. One of our uh, uh, really good listeners, uh, Drew Causey, from Kentucky came down and he yes uh, the, he met up with um, uh, six or I'm sorry seven of his friends uh, that he went to school with and they're all pastors they come from all over the world and uh, from all over uh, the the country and once a year they get together in Jackson Mississippi and kind of have this reunion and it's kind of like you know you can think of like um, you know who's the pastor's pastor like sure you know, if you're a pastor like you probably don't get a lot of pastoring done to you yeah you yeah, know? yeah 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 and, and and so these guys kind of come together once a year where they can just turn their cell phones off and kind of uh, disconnect a little bit and they and they come to Jackson just kind of minister to each other and just hang out no pressure you know all this kind of stuff yeah, it's really awesome. really cool but Drew um in his backyard uh, basically in the same town that he is in uh, is where Four Roses uh, no, whiskey is from really and and so and also uh, he brought me a bottle of a uh, wild turkey uh, <laughs> oh, of course <laughs> but it's this it's this wild turkey like premium stuff that I've never seen you can't get it in Mississippi so, all right all right now don't um, don't be mad. They make premium wild turkey? They do. That like, it's like an oxymoron. No, dude, that's redundant. Are you kidding me? Wild turkey's awesome. Uh-huh. I like wild, if you've listened long enough, you know wild turkey's kind of my jam. It's so, bourbon of choice. Uh, huh? Yeah, which, you know, it, hey, it, you know, it, it, it's... I'm not just drinkable. No, anyway, no, no, it's good. I'm drinking. <laughs> but, uh, but man, Drew was kind enough to bring us both of these, uh, you know, both of these whiskeys that you know are basically made right there in his hometown. We man. were uh, really tickled uh, to have him. Man, it was it was so cool too. He brought all his friends in here, and uh, they just kind of rented the shop out for a night and had a really good time. And uh, you know, we're able to connect and um, you know just really let their guard down, which was a lot of fun. So uh, I was really honored to have him. And uh, if you're ever in the Jackson area and want to rent the Squire out, you're uh, you're always welcome to. Yeah, <laughs> Drew. So, cheers to you, brother. Yeah, Thank man. you So much for this. Thanks. This is... ag- thanks again, brother. I would show my uh, wild turkey, but it's at home, uh, half empty already. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Oh man. Well, hey, we've uh, we've got much to celebrate, my friend, because uh, this is the last episode of Country Squire Radio before the Chicago Pipe Show. Chicago, Chicago, Chicago uh, happening town. Ba, ba, da, ba, ba. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the only Frank Sinatra I know. <laughs> outside of Chicago is the baddest part of town. <laughs> Technically, it is outside of. I was it Chicago. is, yeah, but it's, it's, it's going to be great. I'm so excited. Uh, you know, we're uh, you know we're really proud to announce last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kind of kind of our our role there uh, with with the Chicago Pipe Show. Yeah, man. Of course, uh, we will be there at the This Pipe Life uh, table. Now, this is really cool. We we mentioned it last week when you walk through the doors you'll be able to, to see our table uh and this is this is was our understanding yeah now, i actually took a look at the map today and like literally you walk through the door we are right there like when you in, in, in your the, face in the walkway yeah so you you <laughs> cannot miss us when you uh when you walk into the chicago pipe show you'll be able to find us right then and there uh if, if for whatever reason you walk past us because you thought we were deeper into the show or something like that 
Turn around, look for the This Pipe Life uh, table. And, and the two hobbits. And the two hobbits that are, uh, <laughs> that are behind there with a couple of mics. So, uh, man, it's going to be it's gonna be a blast. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, excited to introduce This Pipe Life and kind of be a part of its rollout. We'll get to tell you more about it there. Just a really neat online you know, community lifestyle pipe related stuff that we uh, we're really excited to be a part of. But mm-hmm. um, also looking forward to interact with with you guys uh, that happen to be there. So we're hoping to get some of you on mic and on camera and uh, you know and that kind of thing too. So and look for I sh- you know I should mention this. Look look on the you know follow us on Twitter. Keep up with the Facebook during the Chicago Pipe Show. It is our intention to do a live broadcast. Uh, you know, similar to the the live show that we do uh, every Monday night here. It's our intention to do at yeah. least one. live live show while we're there. Now, you know, when we were in New Orleans, we did a live streaming throughout the entire show. I don't know if we'll be able to do that or not. Yeah, we're not, we're, we're not, entirely sure about the quality of our internet connection going into it. We'll so, find out. Yeah, well, we're going to do the best we can. The folks at Chicago have been, you know, real accommodating and we look forward to continue working with them. But, uh, you know, we will uh, we will definitely get some good content. Yeah. We're excited. We do want to make people aware of the fact that while we're going to be in Chicago, we're planning on getting uh, a number of episodes actually recorded while we're there, which will be really right. great. We're going right. to have some great content for you. So even if you don't make it out to the Chicago Pipe Show, check out the podcast and we'll have some great content for you. In so doing, what that means is the live show for the next couple of weeks. Man, be uh, be on a hiatus. We'll be on hiatus. Yeah. Now, the podcast will not. You will have your regularly scheduled podcast for the next couple of weeks coming out every single Wednesday as right. per usual, mm-hmm. uh, nonstop for the last almost three years now. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've Man, ever missed amazing. a week. Yeah. So, um, so that, that is will, thanks to you, my friend. Well, because if it were up to me, we would have been like, eh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm feeling kind of sick. <laughs> hey man, if you, if, <laughs> if you weren't willing to be drug out of bed, then it, then it wouldn't have happened to you there. But I will tell you this, I, you know, this is kind of just a thought I had maybe during that time we might perhaps, and I, I don't want to commit to this, but I want to just kind of float this idea. We may do kind of some small videos in the, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Since we won't have yeah. something for the YouTube channel. Maybe we can have a just a little something for you. Uh, but one way or the other, yeah. be following us on Facebook and Twitter for updates in terms of live show from the showroom floor. We really hope to bring a lot of you along with us, even if you can't actually physically be along with us. Yeah. Oh, and I got to mention this too. Good friends of the show. Yeah. Be- Beard core. Oh man. And yeah. the good, good, good folks over at father, of the flame. Right now, if you've been listening for a while, you know, this is a documentary that we've been following since, uh, since we first heard about it. And it's a, a documentary looking at kind of I would say pipe culture, but it's really kind of the industry and the art form of carving pipes and yeah. and, and really very pipe centric, but also just kind of the culture that surrounds uh, pipes and pipe tobacco. A real high quality uh, documentary style, you know, uh, piece on this. There will actually be a showing of Father of the Flame at the Chicago Pipe Show. Get out of here, man. Yeah, no, I had no idea. Neither did I. That's I don't, exciting. I don't know if we need tickets or not. So, um, Russ... <laughs> <laughs> Rush, hook us up. We're still, we're still buddies, right, Rush? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but one way or the other, we'll definitely be going to that. Man, that's great. Yeah, so uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. But anyway. I, I think our friend uh, Brian Levine, too, is doing a uh, tobacco uh, blending uh, seminar. It's a blending is that, seminar. Is that right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, and Brian, of course, uh, with Matt Barron, USA, and Sutliff Tobacco is a good friend of the show. Uh, Pipes Magazine radio show. And, uh, you know, we'd encourage you to check that out as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Pipes Magazine radio, where occasionally he likes to uh, throw throw some uh, some commentary our way well, about you know, our it, height. And also, you know, yeah. lately, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. What? He posted a picture up on Twitter. It was a book on the War of the Roses. And he said, hey, Bo, when I got to the end, the York's lost. Like, you know, <laughs> just really just rubbing it in. So, you know. Turn the knife, baby. I guess, I guess you know, you could go we'll to give see. give him a uh, lot of ammo, though, go, Bo. Go, I mean, you go know. to see Brian Levine's it's, blending pipe tobacco. I mean, 
I, I guess he's just going to figure it out when he gets up there. I, I don't know. He'll don't make know. one in your honor, and it'll have some rose petals in it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let's hope not. That, can you imagine? Can you smoke rose petals? Actually, I have before. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, no, let, let, let me qualify this. Let me qualify that. Uh, Master Blender Stephen Books. Okay. I, I don't know how you get the title Master Blender, but I would definitely put Stephen Books in this uh, in this category. Okay. Right. Uh, he's in Seattle or Portland. I can't remember, but he's with the House of Calabash. Um, oh. Old school tobacco blender. Uh, I kind of like when I'm an old man, I want to be like him. Like this is a guy that like has been blending tobacco since – he was a twinkle in his mother's eye. The guy knows his stuff. But anyway, he had an aromatic blend. I don't know if it was like a limited release thing or what, but it actually had rose petals in the blend. Uh, and, I, and I smoked it, and it um, I, I smoked it once. Everything else I've smoked of his was fantastic, but, but that one, I, I, I wasn't a fan of the rose petal blend. But, but you know, he went, he went there. Like, he went there. You could. I, I, He's I, such a stud in the, in the tobacconist you know, world. No, it's he an, it's he was like, yeah, I'm going to use, man, I'll throw some rose petals in there. That's interesting, man. Yeah. I, I, so yes, I have smoked rose petals. Don't ever sign me up for that. <laughs> that sounds a little, <laughs> <laughs> well, man, uh, we got a great show that we're going to be talking about tonight, but first we got to mention our, uh, our, uh, sponsor here at the sponsor top of the show. Of the evening, yes. yes, sir. Eric Stokeby, fourth generation. That's now, right. If you've been tuning in for the last couple of episodes, you've heard us talk about uh, Eric Stokeby, fourth generation. Of course, Stokeby, a tremendous name in the industry. Eric really doing some amazing things right now in hand-carved pipes. He has got a different pipe for these different eras kind of represented in the fourth, uh, in kind of the generational yeah. uh, uh, Stokeby name. That's right. And uh, and so today we're talking about the 1897 pipes. Now, now John David, how would you describe those? Yeah. Uh, and you know, as we've talked over the last few weeks we kind of uh, have been able to describe some of these pipes as uh you know being a uh traditional style shapes but with some danish flair to them you know if you're mm-hmm. if you're a stokeby it would make sense to have a little a little danish spin on this so <laughs> right. uh yeah we've got on the 1897 fourth generation pipe just a real lovely uh kind of a kind of a pot shape uh you might call it even a billiard uh, to some degree, but it's got just a slight bend to it, and it comes in a variety of, of finishes, uh, a dark porter sandblast finish, a mature orange finish, a natural uh, vintage finish, and a burnt sienna finish, uh, which is really nice. And of course, all of them have, uh, you know, stems that are made of uh, of the, you know, quality acrylic along with just a real elegant uh, decorative band. On yeah, it. yeah, yeah, that decorative band, I mean, it's it something sets it apart. It's it's pretty consistent throughout his work, too, in terms of that, that band. But ultimately, the pipes that you're going to get from uh, Eric Stokeby, fourth generation, extremely quality stuff mm-hmm. here. And, uh, you know, the great thing is, along with the uh, the uh, 1897 pipes, he also has the 1897 blend, the Eric Paul's blend. That's right. That's right. Eric Paul's blend, I'll read the description. It's uh, an exquisite blend of golden light Virginias, bronze brown burleys, and steam black Cavendish. Delivers sweetness and taste in a taste derived from a base of vanilla and notes of honey. Uh, and it's available in a 40-gram tin and a 100-gram tin. Yeah. So uh, for those of you that might want something that uh, you know has lots of flavor but is going to be uh, just a real nice aromatic. Yeah. So, awesome, awesome yeah. products. Be sure to check them out. Eric Stokeby's uh, fourth generation. You can do a Google search, find them. Also, I'm pretty sure Eric's going to be at Chicago. So yeah, man, I'm excited. Go up, see him, tell him, hey, nice to meet you. Let him know that you heard about his products on Country Squire Radio. And uh, and that would be, uh, you know, that I'm sure that'll bring a smile to his face. Certainly bring a smile to our face. It will. <laughs> so do it. <laughs> Thank you for supporting him and thank you eric for supporting us absolutely all right man so we will be taking a look back 
at Latakia. You know, uh, last yeah. week we talked about in listener feedback, uh, listener Jeremy Darnell asked a question uh, about Latakia. He says, I am a Latakia lover and would love for you to expand on the difference between English and Balkan blends. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, here we go with the titles, right? <laughs> and and so there's always this kind of, uh, you know, purist attitude on like, well, a Balkan blend has this and it's different from a Scottish blend because it's got this and an English blend is like this, but it doesn't include these things. And it's like, you know, th- th- there's a there's a there's a part of of my spirit that just wants to take all these conversations and put them in a little <laughs> box and then set that box on fire. A tinderbox. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just kind of want to take all this and, you know, just like collect all the little sweet little conversations we we have uh, dividing up, you know, Balkan and, mm. you know, Oriental and Turkish and all this stuff and, and just, just let it fly away with a dove, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it, it is subjective. And, and I think, you know, uh, you know, we, we obviously, you know, there is uh, some elements of the conversation out there where folks, you know, would have a real hard line where they would describe a uh, a Balkan blend as as very different from an English blend. Yeah. Um. And and, and typically when you see those folks, you know, say that you'll have uh, people say like, well, you know, English blends are just. Um, you know, the focus is on the Latakia. Mm. Uh, you may have a little Perique, but the focus is on the Latakia, and uh, there's little to no Oriental tobaccos at all. And then, you know, you'll have a, um, you know, a, typically a Virginia base, like a just a sweet, natural American Virginia base on that. And, and then and then where they kind of take these tangents are with the uh, Oriental blends and uh, Balkan blends and uh, you know, Turkish tobaccos and things like this. And so you'll, you'll kind of have these, uh, like, you know, and well, I'm, I'm stumbling here, but I think the main point and where people get this idea of Balkan blends is the popularity of a tobacco that we actually talked about a couple of weeks ago in our in our favorite English blend. Yeah, top three English blends. Uh, which was Balkan Sobrani. And, yeah. and, and, and when you have a name that ubiquitous in the pipe world that has just that strong of a uh, you know, connectedness with a, a bold Latakia with a few Orientals in there, uh, it just kind of develops its own style. And I, I think a lot of people point to that as kind of the uh, the genesis of, you know, the Balkan idea, Balkan blends. But, um, you know, in the Balkans, when we talk about Balkans, you know, a lot of folks, you know, aren't aware, like this is, this is Greece, Macedonia, uh, uh, maybe Romania, Albania, kind of that, you know, the, the Balkans, you know, it's where that, that part of the world just kind of the, the northwest of Turkey. And, um, there are some Orientals that are grown there. And so, you know, the purist might say, well, a Balkan blend is going to be a, a Latakia blend that features, you know, uh, a, a either a little bit of Latakia mm-hmm. or a lot of Latakia, but the Orientals and or the, the Balkan tobaccos there are definitely going to have kind of a forward taste. So, you know, I get to this point, and, and I, my good friend Greg Peace online, you know, he's got – we always refer to his articles and whatnot when yeah, we're talking oh yeah. about different tobacco styles because, you know, again, he's one of those guys that I want to be when I grow up too. And, <laughs> uh, you know, and he's just like, you know what? Let's just call them Latakia blends, you know? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, and, can, and, we, and, can we just acknowledge the fact that – Tobacco names are complicated. They are. I mean, like the terminology, it, it gets a little complicated. Like well, if, if we could all like, say it's from this region, that'd be great. But then it's like, well, it's from this region originally, but it was sold with this. And then this came in and this rebranded it and everything yeah. else. And it's, yeah. it's all a mess. And, and and even English style blends, you know, we talked about oh, English gosh. blends, yeah. uh, you know, on our, on our top three episode with English blends. And, and, and even then you think like, well, why did they call them English blends? Well, 
English blends used to just be, you know, tobaccos that were made and sold in England were just used to be non-aromatic tobaccos because it was illegal to use any kind of uh, flavoring extracts in your tobaccos in, in England. So uh, that's why they got the name English blends. Why has that gone now with just Latakia-based blends? I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess that's the maybe the most common, uh, you know, non-aromatic blend that people think of, and so that just kind of became synonymous. But, um, but, but you know, I, I think broad brushstrokes here, and then we're going to kind of pivot the conversation a little bit. You know, uh, an English uh, a, a Balkan blend is going to you know have a little Latakia in it, but the the emphasis will be on you know uh, Balkan or you know Oriental leaves. Um, that's a very broad brushstroke. Take it for what you will. <laughs> Does that is is that the same description as other descriptions that might be out there for other types of tobaccos? <laughs> Probably, <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, um, right. that's that's kind of where they go. I, I I do think the 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 blends that I have had that are called Balkan blends uh, that refer to themselves as Balkan blends are going to be robust, thick, uh, heavy, uh, naturally naturally sweet, but in a real in a real silky, like smoky, dark way, almost like a dark chocolate. You know, it's not when you think of English blends that are sweet, you think of a more of a bright Virginia sweetness to it. Um, and, and, and even the sweet is in the background. I want to use that word sweet kind of in a in a you know muted way. But, right. uh, but you know, the but a, a Balkan blend is going to have more of a uh, just a richness to it, I think. So at least, you know, that's what my typical uh, experience with blends like uh, Balkan Sobrani, Balkan Sassini, uh, and, you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But all fund it fall under the category of Latakia. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and we wanted to kind of use this as an excuse to talk about Latakia a little bit because we, uh, we've we done, you know, episodes on it before. We've done episodes on English blends and uh, Latakia specifically and kind of how it's developed and all that. But, um, you know, this is a real curious leaf that, uh, you know, just has – uh, kind of some interesting uh, history, interesting way it's been, uh, you know, developed and, yeah. and also the sources that it comes from. And so we just thought we'd use this as kind of an excuse to dive into that. Before diving into it, yeah. behind us, what what would you say is the strongest Latakia blend that you have up here? Yeah, the strongest, the one uh, at the Country Squire that we produce here in the shop. Again, all these are our private recipes. We, we make, uh, you know, our blends right here at, at the store. And the one that we have that has uh, the most Latakia of any of them is called Bowser's, Bowser's Castle. Castle yeah, ba- Bowser's Castle. It uh, it's about forty percent Latakia. Uh, is that right? Forty or fifty percent Latakia? It's a lot of Latakia. I forget. Man. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's 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 really smoky. It's one of those that like, you know, it it, it it's gonna. You're definitely gonna smell the you know, charcoal and uh, peat moss and things like that when you're when you're trying it. My favorite, you know, if you're a listener of the show regularly, you'll know I, I don't smoke a ton of Latakia blends. Um, so I don't, you know, these English blends just, uh, it's an occasional thing for me. But right. when I do, uh, my favorite is one that we have in the shop called Baker Street, which has the addition of Perique in it as well. And, uh, and the Virginias we use in Baker Street are a little more, uh, naturally sweet, so you just kind of get a little, a little of that tang balance with the, with the smokiness. So, gotcha. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Well, I wanted to ask because I wanted to get in the right frame of mind here as I took a, a big whiff of yeah. Bowser's Castle and just remind myself. You know, I, I think I've mentioned it before, but uh, Bowser's Castle, the person who it is actually named after, uh, a, a customer in the shop, a good friend of mine, gave me one of his pipes. Yeah, he did. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and as as that try, thing was nasty as sin. Try as you might to uh, <laughs> to reset it and get it all nice and going. Uh, man, every single time I smoke it, it doesn't matter what's in there. <laughs> <laughs> the Latakia. I mean, it's it's just, you know, I, I can now, unless I want a good Latakia cut, 
I can't smoke it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, kind of pivoting and talking a little bit about Latakia. What is Latakia? Um, it, it is, you know, if you're looking for a leaf that will give you just a a, a symphony of flavor, uh, lots of uh, deep, complex, deep complexities that are uh, very, very unique and different from any other leaf in the tobacco world. Uh, but will also uh, smell so bad that yeah, your wife will be <laughs> your wife will be tempted to to serve you uh, divorce papers. Um, <laughs> you have found your leaf in Latakia. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it is um, it is a uh, you know just a, a leaf that has so much flavor. Um, and some people love the smell. You know, don't get me wrong, but it's a it's a tobacco that definitely has a a, a very distinct uh, room note to it. So. Uh, Latakia is named after a port city in Syria. Uh, Syria, of course, is a uh, you know country uh, just north of Israel and uh, I believe Jordan. You know, and and we hear about it in the news a lot now because it's a very war torn part sure, of the world. There's yeah. a lot of uh, you know refugees that are you know fleeing to places to you know try to get out of harm's way over there. And, and we'll talk about that. That's pertinent to the discussion as well. Okay, so but, it's named for that port city. Yeah, that's right. And okay. and it actually, you know, most people over there are going to, uh, you know, refer to it more as Latakia. Uh, that's kind of the pronunciation. That's and the it, correct pronunciation. It, it's well, I'm I'm butchering it in my southern drawl, right, but yeah, they right. say Latakia. Latakia. <laughs> Latakia. You know, and and we've got one of my really good friends is uh, from uh, just outside Hong Kong and. Uh, you know, he, uh, I always pick on him how he says, you know, Latakia and, and, you know, it's just here it's Latakia in America. Typically it's, it's Latakia, but, um, well, wait, hang on in America, it's Latakia or in the South, it's Latakia pretty much in America. Okay. Yeah. So that almost, is, okay. almost any American, um, you know, I've talked to has, has preferred to use the term Latakia. Yeah. I'm going to be a snob and start saying Latakia. No, no, I'll, Don't just, do I'll it, sound man. like an Don't idiot. Do you already, you already got enough feathers you're ruffling. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying you and your bowler cap and, you know, all this. That's a good point. Don't want to push it. You don't, you don't want to push your luck. But, all right. Uh, so, so Latakia. But I'm guessing that is her, actually the name of the, the city. That, that's the, right. Okay. Latakia. That's, that's right. And, uh, you know, traditionally, historically, this tobacco was uh, grown, manufactured, produced uh, in, in Syria, the northern part of Syria, but then also in Cyprus, which, of course, is a little island huh, uh, yeah. in between Syria and Greece, kind of out there in the eastern Mediterranean. And so... Um, you know, it, most most of the Latakia you'll see on the market now today is grown in Cyprus and not in Syria. And that's for a variety of reasons. Uh, you know, one, obviously, just the, the most obvious reason is Syria's got a lot going on right now. You know, it's a very broken <laughs> right, part of the world right, yeah. and uh, just, uh, you know, a lot of lot of turmoil and strife politically and otherwise there. So, uh, you know, it's hard to export anything from a country like that. But um, but also, uh, interestingly enough, uh, even when, you know, in Syria's more uh, put together days, uh, they, you know, Latakia is, um, is cured in a very specific way that uses uh, fire that we'll, we'll talk about momentarily. Right. And in Syria, a, uh, one of the, the woods, these aromatic woods that they burn in this fire to kind of impart this flavor uh, into the Latakia, it, um, it, this wood is essentially, you know, kind of semi-endangered, like the, the tree species or whatever, because oh, wow. it was over-harvested. And so, uh, for this purpose? Um, I, I don't know if it was for this purpose or what, but this whatever wood they used to burn uh, in the fires is actually, you know, kind of hard to get. And so sure. a lot of times the uh, Syrian government in the past has tapped the brakes on, you know, producing Latakia because they're trying to protect this hardwood, Interesting. Uh, you know, uh, okay. uh, uh, tree, which I thought was kind of fascinating. But so anyway, you've got Latakia is produced in a fascinating manner. You've got um, oriental tobaccos that are sun cured 
and then they're, you know, once they're dried, they're put in these barns and smoke and fire cured. Uh, and they're two different varieties of leaves. There, there's a different leaf in Syria and a different leaf in Cyprus. Uh, you know, you've got in Cyprus the Smyrna leaves, which a lot of folks are very, you know, uh, some of people's favorite oriental tobaccos, the Smyrna tobacco, just has a real nice uh, cedary kind of floral flavor to it, really good. Uh, in Syria, I'm going to, I'm sure I'm going to butcher this. It's a uh, Shek El Berit. And uh, that is the tobacco in um, in Syria that they take and, and you know, air cure first before they uh, fire and smoke cure. So, um, in, in Syria. So, huh. so, so, uh, you know, you'll have kind of two different varieties of flavor even between the Syrian, uh, Latakia and the Cyprian Latakia. The Syrian Latakia is going to be much, uh, typically seen as much bolder and smokier, whereas the Cyprian is going to be a little more aromatic and kind of, uh, I don't know, some might say mellow or something like that. So, but, so if I'm following you both go through the same process, they're just yeah. from a different Different. Origin. That's right. That's right. So different leaf of origin. Different leaf. Uh, yeah. So the, both both go through the same process though, and so you've got these leaves. They'll uh, be you know sun dried and and cured, but then they uh, take them and put them up in these barns, like in our in our you know these big rafters. And, and there's kind of an interesting um, legend that goes along with this that Latakia was actually discovered. We may have talked about this before on the show. You know we. Uh, have a lot of conversations. I can't keep up sometimes, but uh, you know. But the the legend is that you know Latakia was basically discovered on accident, and that you know they had these um, leaves, the surplus leaves that they put up in the rafters of their barn. Uh, you know, one fall, and then you know throughout the winter they you know are down there smoking their you know their food, making meat with you know this and this you know cooking. Yeah, and then, and then spring comes around and they kind of clean clean stuff out and they find all these tobacco leaves up there and. Boy, they smell kind of different. Why don't we smoke one? And uh, and like man, you do yeah, like, you know, like you do, yeah, right. like you know, like 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 some people do with rose petals, and uh, you know, and 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 then you uh and, and realize that you've got you're onto something here, man. And so uh, that's kind of how um, at least the the legend says that's how it's kind of was determined. So that's awesome. Yeah, pretty interesting. See now, what if you were to prepare your tobacco? You're aging it, and you want to smoke it, but you smoke it by like cooking meat. You know what I mean? Like, why not get back to that uh, that original state of uh, getting the smoke from like your uh, <laughs> your lamb and whatnot, your lamb and <laughs> your you know roasted bison or whatever that you've got on the on Goat your meats. on your fire. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. I mean, the the idea with this is that these smoke particles from this uh, fire, and again, I mentioned in Syria, they're using a, a specific type of indigenous uh, you know woods there, right? Uh, along with you know spices and uh, other you know vegetation that they specifically uh burn in these fires to impart the flavor you know in cyprus it's a it's a different you know kind of concoction of things that they that they use but you know how the flavor is getting on there is it, the the smoke particles are actually attaching to the uh to the leaves of the tobacco yeah 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 and, and so that's what you're that's what you're tasting when you're smoking latakia is are these smoke particles that are kind of uh, kind of imparted onto the leaf itself, which That's is so cool. It's pretty fascinating, <laughs> yeah. And it's just you know that you know, uh, typical smoky, peppery, uh, peaty, malty flavor that you know people kind of you know think of with like a barbecue or uh, you know campfire things things like that. So, all right. So so again, the two different kind of uh, leaf origins 
You, I mean, I, I know not not what are the leaves called again? Uh, you talking about the the variety of leaf that is right. turned well, into the latex? Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got uh in in Cypri in Cyprus the Cyprian leaf uh is uh typically Smyrna Smyrna uh, which is a uh which is you know it's a vodka a real uh <laughs> close <laughs> close right right uh, Smyrna but, but then uh in in Syria it's uh I, I know I'm gonna butcher this it's uh Shek El Berit Shek El Berit Shek El Berit I hope I'm saying that right uh, Shaka Khan if, if we have any uh Syrian listeners please please correct me all right so we got Shaka <laughs> and Smirnoff. And right, right. And they both, they both we, become We are offending so many people tonight. It's just a disaster. They become uh, a lot of kids. I, you know, you mentioned the, the difference in flavor. I mean, are you... I, it's, let me ask you, is the difference in flavor such that anyone would notice a difference? No, no. So I, it's like the John David Coles of the world with your kind of palate. Well, and, I, and you know, I'll be honest, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, speaking candidly, like I, a lot of times I have trouble, you know. Now, again, you're not going to see a... You know, there is no Syrian Latakia entering mm. the market right now, so I, I can't just you know as a, <laughs> it's not readily available. Yeah, as, yeah. as a as a tobacconist at a you know a small pipe shop in the south, like I, I can't just go order five pounds of you know Syrian Latakia. Um, you know, I get Cyprian all day long, and, and we use the best here at the Country Squire. We love the stuff that we get, um, and believe in it. But um, you know, so the the Syrian Latakia that's on the market generally was procured years ago and is slowly introduced into the market into these some of these big manufacturers tobaccos huh, okay um, I, I know it, one of my favorite companies mcclelland which we talk about all the time on country country squire radio but uh you know 10 maybe 15 years ago they just bought a a metric boatload i'll put it that way <laughs> right, right. <laughs> of uh you know of syrian latakia and so you'll see in some of their um i, I believe uh, like wilderness and three oaks uh there's a whole kind of bevy of tobaccos that they blends that they have that uh that feature the syrian latakia and and they're and they're really special and people yeah. really seek after them i'll tell you what too uh they're a little more expensive as well uh just because of the you know the scarcity of the leaf i'd so, imagine so um but anyway you know i i think uh just to you know a couple things in closing yeah um you know latakia it's one of those leaves that uh you know it's a little polarizing if you're a latakia fan uh, you just smoke lots and lots and lots of it. Uh, if you're not a Latakia fan, you really don't smoke much of it at all. You know, it's not one of those blends that uh, is just every palate is, is cut out for. But, you know, the thing that I think is is most uh, interesting about Latakia, and this is just from a, um, a descriptive standpoint, is that as bold and rich as this tobacco is, it's one of the coolest burning tobaccos out there. And so it, it, it's so oily and, and rich, and yet it's, it's so cool on your tongue. It's one of those that just like, if you get tongue bite from a really well-made English blend or, <laughs> you know, Balkan blend or whatever you might want to call it, like, yeah. you, like you, you were doing something wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's such a cool burning leaf mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and something that, you know, when I'm blending, I personally like to use it a little more sparingly. I like it, uh, in the background more. Um, you know, but, uh, but we have, uh, you know, friends like our like our friend uh, Mr. Bowser himself that uh, like it a little more uh, prominently. So actually, yeah, it's great. Bowser's Castle being uh, the, the heavy Latakia blend that it is available online at Country Squire Radio or I'm gonna, Country Squire the Country Squire online the Country Squire online dot com dot com. Uh, and I know a lot of listeners have actually tried it out at this point just because they've heard that it's it's the Latakia blend 
yeah. to beat, so to speak, in terms of the uh, the heftiness of the Latakia. Yeah, and it's interesting. Yeah, we talked about the, um, you know, we talked about some of the, you know, room note and that kind of thing. Yeah. Actually, our, uh, our, our friend at Ohio Pipe Guy again tweets in. He says, my wife loves the room note. She says it's a cross between mesquite and uh, and leather, and and I like that. My, That's good. I like it's that. It's yeah. filled with mesquite and leather-bound books. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Dr. the Love Doctor. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, he also says uh, his favorite, I believe, is Peter Stokeby, uh, Ingr- English Luxury Number 17, mm-hmm. which is good. So um, uh, Dr. Love Doctor comes back and says, only Latakia blend I've bought twice is John Cotton's Number 1 by Standard Tobacco of Pennsylvania. Uh, and he says, hashtag, I am, I am a Virginia man. And uh, I would tend to tend to agree. So All right. That is a good tobacco, though. Man. Yeah. Well, good good education on Latakia. Yeah, so, man. Uh, yeah, hopefully man. Uh, some folks learned some things there. I hope so. You know, if Latakia is, is such that it's not necessarily for everybody. That's right. And, and given the fact that Latakia can, I mean, let's be honest, I don't want to say ruin a pipe. But I'm I'm telling you, <laughs> this pipe I have has got some heavy Latakia. I can't smoke anything unless it has Latakia in it. That's the only thing I can smoke in that pipe. You didn't pipe. put any of blue ribbon or some of that you know blueberry stuff in it? Or oh man, I, that made me sick to my stomach just thinking about the cherry blend and that delicious Latakia pipe. Oh, it's terrible. Here's the thing: if you're gonna if you want to sample something like Latakia, you're probably not want to going to want to go to like your your you know five hundred dollar pipe. You're yeah, probably going to want Well, if, if your $500 pipe is uh, not broken in for blends like that. Exactly. That's exactly right. Exactly. You know, we talk about it all the time. When it comes to sampling new tobaccos, what you need is a good corn cob pipe, a toolkit. You know, we've called the corn cob pipe a toolkit pipe. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, just because you got a toolkit corn cob pipe doesn't mean it can't be one of the finest quality, best-looking pipes out there. And we're talking, of course, about the Washington pipe from our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Absolutely. Yeah. Missouri Meerschaum makes just absolutely quality uh, corncob pipes. You know, chances are, if you're listening to this podcast and you've been a, a pipe enthusiast for any stretch of time, yep. you probably have at least one, maybe two, who knows, maybe you're a full-on Missouri Meerschaum collector. You might have a seven-day set. Dude, they have got some beautiful pipes. So check it out. The Washington pipe in particular, I always like to say that uh, it's one of those pipes that you look at it and it is what you what you expect a corncob pipe to look like. That's right. But yet so much better quality than anything else on the market. So be sure to check it out. Missouri Meerschaum, we thank the good folks over there. And by the way, if you're going to Chicago, yep. I know they'll be there. And they have got Golly. they've got quite the spread. Yeah, <laughs> go, go there. Like, just these are people when you meet them, uh, when, when you meet the folks at Missouri Meerschaum, like, if if you don't hug their neck, they might hug yours first. <laughs> so <laughs> like right. you're just you're just gonna talk to them and like just kind of want to be part of their family. So uh, I mean, be sure to interact with them and uh, and and tell them we said hey. Yeah, check them out. Yeah, definitely tell them that we said hey. Tell them you heard about uh, them on Country Square Radio and thank them for supporting this show. And we thank you for supporting them. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe question of the week. All right. Pipe question of the week. This is kind of a fun one. Uh, that we're talking about this particular yeah week. yeah I thought that I saw this come in I thought this was a uh, was was interesting yeah all right so so this is actually kind of a more of a community question this was asked, asked yeah. by uh, Kirk Griffin on the uh, on the Facebook page so does anybody have people ask you <laughs> if you ever have weed in your pipe when they see you smoking your first time uh, literally every single person that has seen me smoking for the first time asked me this and I don't get it uh, does anybody else get this response or is it just me uh, now before <laughs> Before I hand this over to you, because I mean, I'm sure you, you get these kind of uh, situations all the time. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. One of the things I think that's probably true for most is is regional. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, yeah. here in Mississippi, I mean, yeah, you get some people that ask you that. But for the most part, when you see somebody smoking a pipe, you kind of tend to believe they're smoking pipe tobacco. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we, we like to, you know. We like to think we're a little classy, right? We're gonna... I don't know. Like <laughs> I, I, the more you say this and talk about this, I'm thinking behind their backs, they're like, "Oh, y'all need to pray for him." He, I saw him with a pipe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You probably do. Bless with that. his heart. <laughs> the I will say this for from my experience, the only time that I've ever had somebody assume that it was anything other than pipe tobacco was the police uh, or, or the forest yeah. rangers out yeah. on my birthday. I want to say it was a year ago, <laughs> and I think I even talked about it on the podcast. I was canoeing with my wife. Okay. And I just having an absolutely beautiful time. We had pulled over the canoe, had a little lunch, busted out my pipe. And this is, I was trying out a bunch oh of different chocolate tobaccos at the time and uh, got, in, got back in the canoe. And, uh, and by the way, we were not supposed to be drinking alcohol. 
we, I should say not that. Not that you were. Well, but, but. <laughs> I won't say if we were or if we're not, but for whatever reason. You weren't supposed to be. You weren't supposed to be. <laughs> we get back in the canoe. We're, we shove off. We get flashed in the woods by, and I mean with a flashlight here, by the uh, <laughs> so. by a couple of rangers, right? And they, they, they tell us to kind of come over, so we have to pull off the shore. They're kind of running along the shore trying to keep, keep, keep up with us. And I think, oh, man, they, they must have seen the alcohol not that i'm saying that we had any alcohol i'm just saying if they, they saw thought they any, saw alcohol. that must have been what they thought they saw no sir they wanted to check my pipe that's interesting they never checked the cooler not that they should have but <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's like i can't you just smell pipe tobacco you i don't know doesn't so. and you know we have folks of course if you've ever bought uh, tobacco at the country squire uh we have uh these really neat actually can you hand me one these really neat little stamps just pick oh, one off yeah. there um, this is a real traditional thing that we do at the at the shop. We uh-huh. have these uh, uh, maple stamps that are made with uh, with the name of the tobacco on it. I'll kind of hold it out there for the live audience. But um, it, you know, if you order tobacco from us, your your tobacco is stamped uh, with a with a label uh, <laughs> that says "Tobacco Tax Paid in Mississippi." Uh, and and honestly, most of that is just for our uh, our friends in blue. Uh, that uh, so they won't give you a hard time. Well, but see, this particular time, you you specifically gave me three bags of tobacco with numbers. Oh, that was to sample them. To sample them. Yeah. So there was no paperwork on it. <laughs> Just kidding. And so they. <laughs> this, but that was like that was a unique occasion. No. You don't you don't normally do that. Yeah. But the thing is, while he was like picking them up and opening the bags and smelling them, I was explaining to him like, yeah, no, it's pipe tobacco. I I actually host a a, a podcast on pipe tobacco. Oh, Are you familiar no. with podcasting? Do you, you try to get him to download? I uh, did Satchel try to get him. Like- <laughs> no, 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 no. I think this was this was. I don't even think Satchel was called Satchel back then. Oh yeah, it may it may have been. No, I don't think it was. But anyway, one way or the other, he. Uh, um, the funny thing is, once the cop actually did get a whiff of it, he's like. Oh man, I used to smoke a pipe. This is like, and then he requested all the other pipes or all the other tobaccos just so he could smell them. He wasn't like checking them anymore. He just <laughs> wanted to get that whiff. And so, uh, anyway, we parted ways. But that was the only time that I've had a uh, someone assume someone it was, assume it was something other than anything tobacco. other than tobacco. Yeah. Well, at least you didn't open your cooler. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, you know, I, we get this a lot. I'll be honest. Um, you know, uh, let's let's be you know self aware as pipe smokers. Uh, they're not. Uh, as many of us as there used to be. And it, there is a l- very large uh, growing population of pipe smokers, and we're very proud of that. Uh, the pipe smokers of today that we've talked about uh, don't look a lot like they did 30 years ago. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's a much more enthusiast, uh, hobbyist uh, kind of setup, although you do have uh, tons of us, you know, me included, that are uh, are daily smokers that smoke, you know, lots and lots and are always always have their pipe in their mouth. But, you know, generally out and about, you're just not going to see them as much. And so uh, so you, you, you will get that. And, and we get that some here. Um, I, th- I think I... I have to mention, uh, you know, just something that, you know, I experience every single day in the shop. And that is, you know, proudly outside our store, we have a little uh, sandwich sign, a little tent sign that says pipes and cigars. And the pipes is in real big red letters. It's uh, right up front. And so we'll have these people. We're right next door to a really nice liquor store and uh, package store, if you will. Right, right. And, right. And, uh, and, and, you know, so folks will see pipes and they'll stumble in and they'll, they'll kind of look around. And, you know, I can tell maybe they're a little uncomfortable. And, and then they'll, uh, you know, just graciously or gently, gently ask, like, do you have a, a glass section, like a, a glass section? And, and, they're, and they're asking for glass pipes, you know, and, and I'm just like, man, I, you know, it, it's the one it, it's that's that one customer that I, I wish 
you know, knew when they walked in that like we're just we're just not that kind of store. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with that. There's just, we're not, not judging. No, we're it's not. Just not we're, it's we're just not. not what the, no, it's just the not sport. what we do. You know. So uh, yeah, I think you're going to get that a lot, and that's um, that's <laughs> especially with uh, you know nowadays kind of um, you know uh, weed becoming more of an accepted thing certainly in some states it's legal already and uh you know it eventually when hell freezes over it might even be here bo i don't know <laughs> uh but you know it's um it's one of those things that i think you'll probably get more and more of that as time goes on and uh man just be proud that you're a tobacco smoker and a, and a tobacco pipe smoker and um and tell them so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you got to represent yeah helps us all out all right well great uh, great question kurt griffin yeah and, uh, you know it's a, a good community question i think that one's posted up on the facebook page so head over to facebook.com slash country squire radio uh share your stories uh under that one because we'd, we'd love to, to hear some of them quick, quick fire, fire with, with the squire. squire quick fire questions bring the heat all right, so uh, you know I mentioned last week, but Pappy Joe sent us in a, a few quick fire questions to get us all the way to Chicago. Yeah, and uh, yes, sir. In fact, he did. Are you ready? Yeah, bring them. Southern biscuits or cornbread biscuits, but but that's like a one A and one B kind of answer. Like I like I I really like cornbread. Wait, when what does that mean? I, I'm just say, I'm just saying like they're both they're both tops, you know. Sure. But like, but if I have to pick, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick biscuits. I I, I love biscuits. It, it I can de- make a good biscuit. It depends on the meal, but like nine point nine nine times out of ten, I'm right. gonna click. I'm gonna choose biscuits. Okay. In fact, I'm trying to think of when I would actually choose cornbread. And nothing comes to mind. If you have milk. If you had milk. <laughs> that's that's for that's for the long time listeners. That's, right right, that's going way back. <laughs> All right, redfish or salmon? Um, salmon. Mm. Although I, you know, the Mayflower in Jackson is one of my favorite restaurants. It was uh, open in 1935. It's oh, a yeah. little diner downtown. It's a dive, but uh, they specialize in redfish. When I go there, uh, I, I always get redfish. But um, but generally, generally salmon. It's a dive that charges like three times more than it probably should. Oh yeah, it's the most expensive dive. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Have you been to the bathroom there? Uh uh-uh. uh It looks like someone got murdered. Like uh-huh. it's like it's horrifying. You remember that one day? <laughs> do, you, do you remember the one day? I like, went on a date there last week. It was great. That's where I went. But every time I every time I take friends to the Mayflower, I'm always like, yeah, go to the bathroom don't, before don't we use the bathroom. go to the bathroom before we leave the house. <laughs> Man, there was uh, the only time that I, I can recall going, I think, I think I've only been to that restaurant once and it was literally right, like I went straight from there to here. Yeah. Uh, right before the, uh, the satchel launch. Yeah. And, uh, and we had a very special moment. <laughs> do you remember that? I do remember that. Uh, that I had forgotten that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, cool place. I, you know, I think salmon generally, yeah. sa- salmon it's like lox, right? Lox is salmon. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Okay, yeah. so, I don't eat a lot of that, but yeah, I think that's I think that's correct. Freaking love some lox and bagels, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I like redfish on a sandwich, but I, if if I had the option of a redfish sandwich or lox and bagels, I'm gonna go with lox. So I'm gonna go with salmon. Okay, fair. Yeah. Uh, pure coffee or with chicory. Chicory, chicory, all, all the way. Yes, yeah, sir. I, I, you know, in this, I don't know if uh, folks out and about know what chicory is. I, I think this is kind of a southern thing, but uh, back. Uh, I, I believe in the 1800s, 19th century uh, in Louisiana, uh, you know, th- there was a shortage of coffee. And so what they would do is cut mm-hmm. it with this root uh, called called chicory. And I, I don't even know what chicory looks like. It's a, what I understand. It's a root. But it gives the coffee just this real interesting peppery, uh, spicy taste. It's a bold coffee. Uh, and, and it's one that just has this interesting, bold taste to it. And, and so in the South, they're, uh, probably the most famous brand that does a chicory coffee is called Community Coffee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, out of Louisiana. Louisiana. And, uh, it's well distributed here in Mississippi. We have a lot of, 
a lot of that around. That's what I drink every morning. I love it. You know, I, I typically only associate chicory with, with Louisiana. I mean, I know we can get it anywhere, yeah. pretty yeah. much anywhere, but, but yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely, definitely going to go with chicory as well. And then uh, finally, donuts or beignets? Uh, beignets. But, but it, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to pass up a, a good donut. But I, I got to go with beignet. So my wife is all but forbidden me to eat donuts. Is that because she wants you to be thin? Well, let me, <laughs> let me, let me restate that. Or Typically, when buying donuts, I pay cash. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see where this is going. No paper trail. <laughs> I, okay, okay, that's fair. But I tell the cashier at Krispy Kreme right. when I hand her the cash that I said, I, and she, I was like, I don't want a receipt. I don't want a paper trail. I don't. There's no paper. There's trail. There's no really. paper trail. You can just, if you want to, just tuck that cash under the counter. That you know, you do what you need to do. That's hilarious. I was never here. Oh, right. For the most part, I've been pretty good about giving up donuts. But um, that being said, if given the choice, if I could literally choose and be guilt free, I would choose donuts every single time. I love wow. beignets. Yeah, yeah. But I would. But choose you're a donuts. donut guy. Oh, I, my my favorite thing to do uh, when I go to New Orleans and eat breakfast uh, is to to go to a place that serves uh, cafe au lait. And then, and, and also have beignets and, but you know, beignets traditionally are served with powdered sugar on top. And so, uh, w- what I do is I kind of knock off some of the excess powdered sugar and I, I take my plate and I dump all of that mm. into the cafe au lait. And, and, and then you just go take a food coma nap somewhere and it's, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and then the cat after the caffeine crash. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Krispy Kreme has an app that tells you when they're hot now. And it'll ping you to let you know they're hot now and give you the exact amount of time on how long it would take you to get from your house to the Krispy Kreme. Oh my gosh. This is there's, like, there's salvation in Christ. We're really, <laughs> we're just, we're entering a new era here in, in America. It's, uh, it's, it's a this problem. Amazing. It's a problem for, wow. hello, my name is Bo York. I'm addicted I, to Krispy Kreme. I'm addicted Kreme. to Krispy Kreme. Hot I'm not going to lie. That's uh, <laughs> hot and ready, baby. You, you remember... <laughs> You remember when I lost all that weight? Yeah. I stopped eating Krispy Kreme for three months. <laughs> oh, that's, that's why some of that's been coming back. No, I'm just kidding. That's oh, funny. All right. Well, good. Great cr- questions. Yeah. Excellent quick fire questions. Uh, if you've got some quick fire questions, send them in CSR at Pottastery.com. Your thoughts, your, your comments. comments. Listener feedback. We've got some great listener feedback this week. First, we want to tell you about our final sponsor for this episode. Good friends over at Peter Stokeby Luxury Bullseye Flake. That's right. That's right. Uh, distributed by Scandinavian Tobacco Group, uh, Luxury Bullseye Flake is one of Stokeby's, uh, you know, longtime favorite tobaccos. It's uh, just a, a real a beautiful tobacco and one of those that uh, you'll have a fun experience every time you light it up just by uh, tearing it apart to put in your bowl. So, uh, it, you know, if you're uh, imagining what it looks like, you've got that nice uh, bullseye uh, medallion of tobacco. It's got a real nice uh, lighter outside with that inner uh, Cavendish That's plug, right. and uh, just a, just a delicious tobacco. You'll get lots of nice natural uh, flavors with it, and that unsweetened Cavendish in the middle just gives it uh, just a nice a nice softness. So uh, a, a house favorite here at the Country Squire, and we encourage you to try it out. Yeah, a lot of fans of the Peter Stokeby Luxury Bullseye Flake. Take a picture of it. Show people what we're talking about. When we talk about that cool uh, cool look and feel to it, and uh, tweet that in. We'll retweet it out. And big thanks to. Uh, the good folks at Lane and STG for supporting this podcast. If uh, if, if you if you're not familiar with flake tobaccos like that, and and you know if this is something, this is a tangent, Bo. Y'all have to forgive me, but no, tangents um, are good. But you know, like uh, the 
Luxury bullseye flake and luxury navy flake are such good places to start when when you're trying to venture into that world. So if it's you know if if you've never really tried uh, flake tobaccos but want kind of a primer, uh, go there. Go, go go to luxury bullseye flake, luxury navy flake, both made by Stokeby. Um, and, and you'll, that'll give you just a real good, if, if you don't like those, you probably just won't like flake tobacco. <laughs> I thought, now, now, okay, so this is a tangent. <laughs> yeah. I was under the impression that a flake, like, I didn't think that bullseye flake, I guess it is flake, bullseye flake. Yeah. But it's like we're, a wrapped yeah, tobacco. It, it is. We're, we're talking about, we're talking about pressed tobaccos here, okay. I guess is what I'm saying. Right. If, if you're, if you're wanting to venture into that and just try something different, if you've, if all you've ever had is a ribbon cut tobacco or shag cut chopped tobacco that, uh, you know, just looks like, you know, what you'd find in a, in a tin on, on most occasions, uh, you know, give them a shot. I, I think it'll, it'll be a good way to broaden your perspective. All right, so this comes in from Homestead Economics. Homesteadonomics. I feel pre- pretty confident about that. <laughs> you know, last week we talked about the most interesting man in the world. We did. Uh, and uh, I put out the call, send in oh, no. your thoughts. Are we really about to do this? On the most interesting man in pipe tobacco. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. He smokes his pipe in the pouring rain just because he can. <laughs> he can smoke a balsa wood pipe because he's just that cool. <laughs> The grand prize of the tobacco leaf lottery is to be John David Cole's pipe. He once sold a pipe to a Savinelli salesman. It was a corn cob. <laughs> That's brilliant right there. None of these things have happened. <laughs> he once beat a ninja in a throwing star competition using a check tool. <laughs> oh, golly, that's fantastic. <laughs> he is John David Cole, the most interesting man in pipe tobacco. Well, I, I'm, 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 I'm blushing, and I, I uh, yeah, I, I, I am really good with the check tool, I'll, I'll have to be honest. I, I could probably defend myself in a fight with a ninja. He's, he's John um, David Cole, and he approves this message. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> great. <laughs> Love those. Keep sending them in, guys. That's so, so great. Uh, next one up on iTunes from JNAF. Uh, you want to take that one? Uh, yeah. Uh, we've got... Uh, JNAF on iTunes, he says, uh, like a long lost friend, I love listening to John, David, and Bo. They help me uh, to relax after a busy day at work. I appreciate how they approach the pod, pod slash webcast. Uh, they have an ease that makes their listeners feel like they're right there in the shop with them. Uh, I get to feel like I'm hanging out with friends and brothers. I'm always sure to have a good laugh to go along with the great conversation. I learn something every uh, new every time I listen. As a pipe and tobacco enthusiast, I just don't get... I just don't think it gets better than this. Since I don't have a place like uh, the Country Squire to go, the Country Squire has become my regular virtual hangout these days. Uh, these guys are doing more than they know for the pipe community to grow and feel connected. Uh, keep it up, guys. think I can speak for many when I say, well done. Uh, Jay Naff, man, thank you so much. We appreciate that. We uh, obviously are real passionate about you know helping to be some of the connective tissue in the in the pipe world. And, uh, man, glad you consider us your um, your virtual hangout and uh and tobacco absolutely man yeah. and finally for tonight uh for listener feedback you know he's actually been very active uh, a, a live listener uh, and live viewer tonight on the uh, the old live youtube channel here but That's uh, right. this is at ohio pipe guy who uh, tweeted into us this week said just about done with the archive uh, i'm in march 2006 thank you for helping me through my work day uh, you guys are my pipe club and he says what about the Columbus, Ohio pipe show. Yeah. And I think, I think I already went, went ahead and responded to him. I said, it's all about time and money. It's all about time and money. <laughs> if, if you've got lots of both, uh, we, you know, we, we'd love to entertain it. Uh, if you've got the money, <laughs> if you can make time, that's, uh, if, if you, you can got make, the money, honey, <laughs> 
I, d- I, I really maybe don't. We... I really don't have the time. <laughs> but no, well, for the I, right price, maybe we can make the. Time. No, man. We. I. I would. <laughs> I've heard uh, uh, incredible things about the Columbus Pipe Show, and and it's on. Uh, it's on my list to get up there in the in the very near future. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Now that being said, we are looking forward to the Chicago Pipe Show. That's right. Uh, that is coming up, guys. This coming weekend. I'm getting kind of nervous. We be flying to Chicago, man. I know. Uh, have we ever? We've never flown together. Do you get sick? Do we get seats that were next to each other? I hope so. I don't know if I can handle. Oh come on, man! <laughs> I'm gonna have, I, to, I'm I have like, to take some Dramamine or something. I like to I sing with the... flying songs, and uh, and we can harmonize. Are those kind of like your uh, some pre, your... say love oh, it is a river? I need a drink. Uh, it... That drowns <laughs> the tangerine. Come on, anytime now. Some say love it is a razor. Come on, come on, man. Uh, that calls the I, soul to bleed. I, I know the song, but I don't know the words. You know, so okay, you're just gonna have enough. to. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> our, our, uh, people are tuning out in droves. I see all the right, numbers right. dropping it immediately. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Hey, hey you that. actually got a good voice. I have to I have to give you props no, on man. that. Um, you, you know. You've gotten credit recently for your British accent and and now your voice. You so know what? You know what sounds better than it. just me singing? What us singing together? A duet? Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> moving right along. Hey, Bo, why don't we tell these uh, kind folks that are listening to us how they can find us? Of course, you can uh, check us out countrysquareradio.com. You know, like we said at the top of the show, since we're going to Chicago this weekend uh, and, and gathering a lot of audio there for the next few weeks, we'll be on hiatus for the live show. That being said, uh, typically. And uh, in, in a couple weeks from now, you'll be able to tune back in at 6.35.45. Between, six, between 6.30 and 6.45 Central Time. I think we're a little later than that, but ish, yeah. ish. We're, we're big on the <laughs> ish. Uh, but yeah, tune in. Uh, you can find us uh, 6.30-ish Central Time. That's uh, 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern at CountrySquireRadio.com on Monday nights. We'd love for you to join us. Uh, we also want to encourage you to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Satchel and wherever you can find podcast you can find this podcast you can tweet into us during the week uh you can follow me at the real bow york i'm at john david cole or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire of course the uh, show's twitter handle is at squire radio be sure to follow that and be on the lookout we'll be doing periscopes from the chicago pipe show guys we are so excited to go there for the first time ourselves and we're looking forward to bringing you along with us so by all means check it out join us and uh yeah Man, Latakia, good show tonight. Yeah, we had a good time. It's it's always fun to dive into something that uh, we mention a lot, but you know don't always necessarily talk about the specifics of. So, uh, you know that's uh, that's one of those tobaccos that comes up probably every episode that we that we have. But uh, you know it's it's good to dive deep occasionally. Absolutely. Yeah, All man. right, man, Chicago. Yeah, I'm excited, dude. All right. Well, in the meantime, let's go have a night. See you, brother. part of the live show. That's hey, isn't how many times have y'all seen Bo uh, spill his drink on air? There should be a drinking game <laughs> that is whenever when, whenever the mic doesn't work, take take a shot, and whenever I spill alcohol, take a shot. <laughs> Turkey. You know what the part the problem is that I talk what? in my hands. You know like I, I You're very animated. I'm very animated. <laughs> does, we got to get a refill now. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not risking any more of this precious bourbon. <laughs> All right, there we go. Quiet. You've been listening.
listening to Country Squire Radio. For more information on this and other shows, please visit Pottery.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. According to a recent Indeed survey, and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com/podcast. That's indeed.com/podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the fillet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.